Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers, joined by John DeShazer. Earlier today, it was announced that former Saints linebacker Sam Mills will be inducted into the Ring of Honor for the Saints. He was a nine-year player for the Saints, started playing in 1986. Over that time, he amassed nearly 1,000 tackles, had 10 and a half sacks, was a really big part of that big dome patrol team and a huge defensive asset for the team. John and I, we had the pleasure of talking to his former coach, Jim Mora, about Mills. And John, I know you're really familiar with the Saints and their legacy there during those those that time. Kind of what stood out to you most about Sam Mills as a player? Well, you know, first I'm I'm biased about Sam. I just I loved the guy. I um, you know, getting a chance to to cover him as as you know journalist, uh, you get a chance to see guys, and, and you don't really know everybody's character because you only see him a certain amount of time. But Sam was one of those people you always felt was genuine, and so that's one of the things that stood out to me. He just seemed I don't know if wholesome is the word, but he was just such a good guy. And then on top of that, he was such a fantastic player uh, that you just had to respect and like what you saw from him on the field. So. Those were the things about him. He he just always seemed to be in the right place at the right time on defense, and he just always seemed to do the right thing off the field. Yeah, he definitely had a lot of good moments on the field, earned him a four-time Pro Bowler honor, and, of course, he's been in multiple Hall of Fames. He went on to play for the Carolina Panthers and was acknowledged by them in several ways as well. So this is really cool to be able to add him to the Saints' ring of honor and this is going to be our last podcast before the bye week. Want to go ahead and, and get that out there. We'll be back next Wednesday. So it'll be a week until we talk to everybody again. But we're going to end it on a really high note here as we're going to bring in former Saints head coach Jim Mora and get his thoughts on linebacker Sam Mills. Coach Jim Mora, it's so good to have you on the podcast. Always good to have former Saints legends join us. Thank you so much. And how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to uh, being on the show with you guys and talking about one of my favorite all-time players, Sam Mills, but I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, great intro there with the linebacker Sam Mills recently announced that he'll be inducted into the Ring of Honor with the Saints. What stood out to you about him as a player during your time there? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious now. Sam was as complete a player as I've ever been around. And, and when I talk about not just physical ability, and that's certainly a big part of it, but I'm talking about character, leadership, being a team-oriented guy, uh, work ethic, uh, dependability, uh, intelligence, uh, everything. I mean, Sam exemplified, and I, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm just telling you, I've been around a lot of good football players in my career and a bunch of them when I was coaching the Saints. And, and of all the people I've ever coached, I mean, and I've coached a lot of them, don't get me wrong. I mean, a, a lot of good players, good, good guys, the whole thing, especially with New Orleans. But say, and I coached Sam for... 12 years because three years in the USFL and nine years in the NFL when he was with the saints. And, you know, it, it, it was hard to ever find anything wrong with Sam. I'm talking about, let's talk about not just playing, 
but but his his leadership, his his being a a, a good guy, uh, a, a somebody that the players respected, that the coaches respected, uh, a guy that was come out on the field every day and work hard, go into the meetings every day and work hard. It was hard to find negatives about Sam. Now, one of the negatives that other people found about Sam was was allowed us to acquire Sam at one at, at some point. Now that was in the for me, it was my first year as a head coach in the USFL. But then getting him on with the Saints when I got the coaching job with the Saints, the one disadvantage that people thought about Sam was his height, which is five nine and a quarter. And people thought, well, he's too short. Well, he wasn't too short. Now, did I think that at some point early before? Yeah, but no. In fact, it was an asset because in football, the low man wins. And in the position he played as a linebacker, taking on those big 6'4", 300-pound offensive linemen, he won because he could get underneath them and have leverage, and he was a hard guy to block. But he had so much more, so much more. But, but, but he was just a guy that he came to work every day and gave it every, I'm talking about every day. For 12 years that I coached him, he came to work every day and gave it everything he had, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And uh, the players knew that. The coaches knew that. I mean, I, I, I could rave about this guy for a long time. In fact, this morning, when I knew I was coming on to do this, I was driving in my car here in Palm Desert, and I was thinking about Sam. And this is the honest, I, I got emotional, emotional. I could almost get emotional right now. I'm on the edge because I loved Sam Mills. Okay. I'm just telling you that as a player and a person, I, I can't say enough good things about him. I, I don't know. I don't know where to, where to stop or where to start. I mean, he just, he was an awesome young man and a great, great football player. Okay. You probably have other questions. So I'll stop right now. <laughs> Coach, we know the NFL is a merit system, obviously, but Sam had tried before he, he had been cut forward. Do, do you think, looking back at it, that he might not have gotten the chance if you hadn't been head, head coach of the Saints? Well, I he may not have gotten the, the chance in the in the USFL, you know, but but he 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 was not drafted in out of college, Mount Clare State up in New Jersey. He went to the Canadian League, too short, can't play, get him out of here. Then he went to the Cleveland Browns. Sam Retigliano was the coach and they, they, they cut him because they probably thought he was too short. But when the USFL started in 1983, Sam Retigliano, who had been, who was the head coach for the Cleveland Browns, when they signed Sam, he wasn't drafted. They just signed him as a free agent out of college and, and having been cut by the Canadian team, Toronto, Sam called, Carl Peterson, our president and GM with the USFL, with the Philadelphia Stars, the team I was coaching, and recommended Sam, uh, recommended Sam Mills. He says, you ought to give this guy a try. We're letting him go. It's a USFL, maybe, you know, a lesser caliber league. Give him a try because you'll, you'll really like him. So we did. We brought him in. We had the best team for three years in the USFL. We by, had by far the best defense, and Sam was our best defensive players. So when I got the head coaching job with the Saints, Jim thinks we were talking one day and he was the new president and GM. He says, was there anybody on your team in, in, in the USFL that you thought might be able to help us with the Saints? And I thought, and I rec recommended two or three guys and 
two or three guys ended up playing for the Saints eventually. But the one guy that I was high on was Sam. But at that point, I'm thinking I didn't know the Saints at that point. I mean, I just gotten the job. We haven't had a lot of practices or anything. And, and I said, well, I think Sam Mills can play. He was a really good player for us. I said, you know, people thought he was short. He didn't make it with the Toronto Argonauts. He didn't make it with the Cleveland Browns. And I talked Jim into, into signing Sam, brought him to training camp, very impressive in training camp, and uh, ends up being our defensive signal caller, ends up being our, you know, uh, we had really good defensive. John, you would remember, we had really good defensive yes. teams back there. You know, the Dome Patrol, the defensive linemen, we were really good. We were as, as one of the best in the league. And Sam was... You know, I mean, he was one of those guys and he was he was an outstanding player. And any what four, I think four Pro Bowls with us. Uh, so, yeah, you know, but there was there was some concern about Sam uh, height wise, always height wise at five, nine and a quarter, 225 pounds. And but he 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 never let and people always thought, well, he was a short guy. So so uh, he overachieved. That's not true he did not overachieve he was a very talented football player and he achieved to his maximum so he didn't over well he's short so he overachieved that's not true he was that good the height had nothing to do with it okay that's that's very important about sam how critical was he how critical was he to the defenses for the saints how how big of an impression was he on the saints defenses during those years because you obviously had some other good players there. Yes, we did. We had other good players there. Sam was set an example, which I thought was very important uh, on, on his work ethic and leadership. And I'm not saying that our team needed that, but he was out there, you know, I mean, he was always giving us his hundred percent mentally and physically. And I think he had great respect from the players, but th this guy, you know, after a game, you would always grade players. I mean, like the linebacker coach would grade the linebackers, which Sam was, and 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 you would grade him on every play, and and it was hard. And 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 I don't think the perfect game has ever been played by any one player, but it was hard to find negatives on Sam when you went back and look at the film on Mon on Monday after a Sunday game. When you looked at the film. And you say, okay, so every play you're grading your you're grading your guys, okay? The linebacker co-grading the line. It was hard to find a negative for Sam. I mean, you had to look hard to find something that he did wrong. One thing you never found, and you and, and sometimes a player will maybe this doesn't happen very often, but a player doesn't give it his best effort. I mean, I mean, he could really hustle to make, make a tackle, but maybe, maybe he got eased up a little bit. You give him a look. Well, you don't want too many guys on your team that you're giving loaves to on that. Sam never got a loaf. I, I swear to, I swear he didn't. And, and it was hard. It was hard to find a negative. I mean, I mean, that's hard to believe. This guy was special. I'm telling you, he was special as a player. And he, he was in on every down. A lot of times you'll take a guy that's maybe a good run defender, but it's third and long and you know they're going to throw. You take him out of the game. Sam could line up and stuff big old lineman on the run, make the tackle, run to make the tackle. The guy had great agility for five nine and a quarter 225 he could run and, and he could cover in the passing game he could cover tight ends man to man he could cover backs out of the backfield man to man he was a talented guy and then he had all these other things extra besides the pure talent 
as a football player, which made him special. I'm, that's, that's it. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but that's it. Okay. Yeah. He was special as a player and as a leader in the locker room, in meetings. He always sent a, a good example for his teammates and everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he joins a very select few to have this honor, probably the most elite honor you can have with the Saints. You've talked yes. a lot about him and how great he is, but why is he so deserving of being in that very exclusive ring of honor? I, I think he was, besides his he's great, great talent as a, as a player, as a leader, as a good example to set in the community for the, for the New Orleans Saints as a professional football player. He was out there in front. He always was good, was a good example. But he, he did it every, he, I, I can't even think, what was your question again about what, 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 what'd you say again? Tell me I got all caught up here. No, you're fine. You're, Just how I, exclusive this honor is. And, oh yeah. Okay. And, the honor. Well, yeah, it, it's very exclusive. And, and, and I, 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 and I know who's had it. I know who's up there on the ring of honor, but he deserves to be up there. Trust me because he, he, he was outstanding. He, he was a part of a, of a good football team for a number of years. We were, we were pretty darn good. We had a, we had a great defense for a number of years. And, and if you had to pick out one guy now, Ricky Jackson is in the pro football hall of fame, a great player. I was very fortunate to, to coach Ricky, but, and we had a lot of really good defensive players on that team, but I don't know. There was something, he was a defensive signal caller, uh, all those kind of things, plus all those other assets that I felt positive about him. I, I think he's very much deserving of this. It makes me emotional to think about the fact that he's getting this honor. I'm telling you, I had tears in my eyes thinking about it this morning. That's the truth. I'm an emotional guy, but I did. Does that answer your question? Yeah. He's a special, he was a special person, a special player, and, and that you don't find very often. The heck with how tall he was, you know, that helped him. But, but that was a, that hurts him. People are going to say, oh, five, nine and a quarter. He, he can't be, he can't be in the pro football hall of fame or something like that. It was a short guy, baloney. You know, it, it was never a detriment to him. And in much of the, his, the time, it was a positive asset for him as a player. He's been up for the hall of fame the last couple of years. Eventually he might get in there. I mean, he's, you know, I think he hadn't made the final cut yet, but he seems to be getting closer each year. John, I'm not so sure how that works. You mentioned the fact that he seems to be getting closer each year. If that's the case, that's good. I hope so. But sometimes I think maybe it's if a guy gets nominated a number of times and never makes it, eventually he's going to quit being nominated. But I hope what you're saying is right, because he deserves to be in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He does. I'm telling you. I know I'm prejudiced, but he does. I, I see who goes in every year and, and, and who's nominated. Who Sam deserves it. I mean, he did it, for, he did it for nine years with us, and then I think three years with Carolina Panthers afterwards, and then he made another Pro Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. He, he, he was on the, the all-pro team with us and with Carolina. They have a statue. You know this, don't you, about the statue yes. they have? And, yes. and, and, and now they had a stat. He was with the Carolina Panthers for three years. They had a statue of him outside the stadium and, and for three years of playing with him. And 
you know, I was hoping someday the Saints would do something like that, not necessarily a statue. And now they are. They're putting him up as a ring of honor of a highly honor. And, and he's getting that. And it's great. He deserves it. Now, as somebody who's going to be in that ring of honor himself one of these years, yourself, nah. just think about <laughs> you will, you will. Just talk about your, your role, I guess, in his development, because you know somebody had to believe in him. You, you got the recommendation, but somebody had to believe in him, and that happened to be you. Well, I, we got the recommendation. You know, I, I, I first coached him in the USFL, and, and obviously how he played in the USFL, I mean, that was the recommendation to watch the guy play and his product productivity on the football field and, and, and within the team. That that's the recommendation, just watching the guy and knowing him. That's the important thing, knowing him. Then I did recommend him to Jim Finks as far as the Saints are concerned. But he came out there and proved to us and to Jim and his teammates uh, that he deserved to, to be there. Let me let me tell you the story. I don't know how much time we got here, but OK, we were in training camp already my first year at Hammond, Louisiana, my first year as coach of the Saints. We were in training camp in Hammond, and I was putting these guys through some tough workouts. But but I, and it was we were we had already been in camp for maybe a week or so, and we finally signed Sam. The Bears were trying to sign him too, because the the defensive coordinator I had with the, with the Stars now was coaching with the Bears, and he wanted Sam too. We did too. We we we. We, we got Sam. He signed with us. Now he comes to training camp and it's his first day in training camp with the Saints and 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 in his first practice. And it's a practice with full pads and the whole thing. Now, we had some really good looking guys back there on defense. And you talk about our defensive line, Jumpy Gathers, Frank Warren, uh, J- Jimmy Wilkes. I mean, these guys looked the part and were really good players but they looked the part okay as defensive linemen big good looking guys good players and we had we had a good defense all over pat uh ricky jackson you know obviously a great player and and sam okay now it's the first practice and 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 i had recommended that we sign sam so sam's out there in practice his very first practice and you know he he looks short amongst some of these guys. Obviously, these guys are six four, six five, and and so we're having this drill called the nine on seven drill, and it's the offensive line against the defensive line with the back defensive line and line, and it's just the ins- You, you got to run the ball every play, and you got to run it inside the tight end. So it's just come right at you play. Now Sam lines up. Now so he we stick him in the drill. I, I'm watching the drill because it's his first drill that he's going to be as a saint. We stick him in the drill. I'm standing there and here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, come on, Sam. I'm thinking to myself, come on, Sam. <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> you can do it. I know you can do it. Yeah, I know you can do it. Just please don't let me down there. I recommend that's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm Sam and I'm hoping. So he line in that defense we have, he he has to line up off the line as a linebacker, right over a big guard. And we had, you know, the big guys, 300 pounds, yeah. stuff like that. And Sam trots in there for the place playing them. Come on. And that's and 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 they run a play right at Sam. The offensive lineman comes out, Sam steps up and stuffs him, makes the tackle. Okay. So he's in there for first three plays, boom, right at Sam, boom, right at Sam, boom, right at Sam. And he makes the tackle every time for no gain. And I went, oh, oh, oh I, I forgot to say this. The first time we he lined up in the huddle there to call the play before the first play, he looked short. 
I mean, here's Frank and, and Warren and yeah. Jimmy and Jumpy and all these guys. And they're standing there, man. I'm, and I'm looking at the huddle and Sam looks short. I'm, that's what really worried me, you know. OK, he goes in there for three or four plays, makes three great plays, stuffs the guy at the line of scrimmage. And of course, I go, whew, you know what? This is true. He never, never looked short again in the huddle for me, ever. But he did that day the first time. From then on, he never looked short. That's the truth. Anyway. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Since we have you here, just your overall experience in New Orleans, what stands out to you now that you've been removed from the head coaching job here about New Orleans and your time with the Saints? Uh, What stands out? I love New Orleans. And and New Orleans is different. I love the people there. I, I love the way they are. They're not they're not phonies. They don't, they express themselves like, like they feel, you know what I mean? And, and I, I love the, that about, about New Orleans. Uh, uh, and they love the saints. That, that's what I like too about them. I mean, they love, they love the saints and pack that every, just like they do now. And they shout and yell and do all that stuff. And who that, and that that's, I, I love that too. And the thing that I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of proud of our staff went in there and the team had not ever had a winning season for, I don't know what it was. How many years, John, you don't know. They'd never had a winning season. That's hard to do. Not at some point over a period of time, win one more game than you lose. Okay. But they've never done that. Now they had a couple of 500 seasons and we went in there and we had some good players. It wasn't like they needed great coaching. We had some good players and, and I had a staff that, came from me with the, from the USFL. And we went in there and in the second year there, we win 12 games, you know, and then we, we had a, we had a good run going there for a while. And, uh, and the people appreciated it. I mean, really appreciate it. And they would show it. That's what I like when out, out on, when I was on the street or at a restaurant or something like that, they just loved the saints. They supported the saints. And, and that to me was a, a big part of my experience there in New Orleans. I, I, I love the, I love the atmosphere and the people and all that and how they, how they love the saints. Well, we appreciate you still, especially coming on this podcast. What have you been no up to over the past couple of years? What kind of work are you doing now? In the last couple of years? Well, you know, I, 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 I uh, after I've retired from coaching and I spent four years with the Colts, I had a year off after the Saints, and then I worked for NBC, and then I have four years with the Colts. And uh, I'll tell you one thing about the. This might be interesting to you. I don't know. I'm not. And I'm not bragging. But I said, well, we we did a good job with the Colts. Vic Fangio, who's now the head coach of the Denver Broncos, was a linebacker coach for me in the USFL, the New Orleans Saints, and three years with the Colts. I'm going into my fifth year with the Colts and we'd had some, we'd had a couple of playoff teams already. And, and the general manager calls me in after this one season. He said, I want you to fire Vic Fangio. He was our defensive coordinator. I said, what fire Vic Fangio. He's the best coach I got on my staff. He said, I want you to fire him. And he gave me a couple of reasons, which were, which were ridiculous. But, but uh, I, and I says, well, I'm not doing it. And he said, well, if you don't do it, we're going to fire. We're going to have to fire you if you won't do it. I said, then fire me. And they fired me because I wouldn't fire, I wouldn't fire Vic Fangio. But, but after that, I worked. So I was done. After that, I spent five years working for the NFL network. I spent uh, the same, basically the same five years. This was right after I quit coaching. I worked for Fox Sports Radio, uh, did a weekend 
radio show or during the football season. The NFL Network, I worked all the time for them, but mostly during the season. I did that. And then one thing I've, I've, I've in, in order to stay connected with football and also with uh, New Orleans for the last 12 years or so, I've spent some time working with WDSU, the NBC affiliate there in New Orleans. And that's kind of kept me in touch with football. Not that I don't follow it, but in touch with football and also in touch with New Orleans because I'm able to come back to the city two or three times a year during the season and go to the restaurants and meet people that I know and all that kind of stuff. And I love that too. So that's what I've been doing. But that's the, basically I'm retired in uh, Palm Desert, California and enjoying that life. What was your analysis of the team this year? I'm always going to be positive about the Saints, and I think they have a, a good team. I think they're banged up a little bit right now. Uh, they've had one really a loss that I, I, I think was a tough loss, and that was the one to uh, the Giants. I think they're better than the Giants, and they got beat by the Giants. They got beat by Carolina. Carolina's a good team. I don't think the Giants are that good a team. I think the Saints should have won that game because they had a good win last week against the Washington I, I like them. I think when they get totally healthy, they're going to be right in the hunt in, in their division, playing for a playoff game. And, and I think I love Sean Payton. I'll tell you that. I think he's a fabulous coach. And and uh, I, I like the Saints. I, I think they're good. I think they're good. Are they great right now? No, but they'll get better when they get healthier. That's my thing about the team right now. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. I really appreciate it. Lots of great insight. Okay. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it. John, good talking to you, buddy. You too, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Coach Mora for talking to us. Really appreciate him for spending some time really getting into the nitty gritty of what he loved about Sam Mills. He was a joy to talk to. John, what it stood out to you about that conversation? Well, the thing about Coach Mora is when, when you hear Coach Mora talk and reference uh, about being emotional about something, because he was... He was an emotional coach, but he was a fiery emotional coach. And, and this, I think, really touched him sentimentally for Sam to receive this honor. So that's the thing that that really came up to me. I mean, I understand, you know, Coach Moore now is a grandfather and those kinds of things. You know, as we get older, Aaron, you don't know anything about that. But as we get older, we get a little bit softer and we get a little bit more, you know, reflective. And so I think, you know, some of that obviously is taking place with him. But Sam Mills, obviously, you know, listening to him, you can tell he loved the guy. He really loved and admired Sam. Yeah, I could not stop gushing about him. It was fun to listen to. And so we'll look forward to that induction. That will be in December. Before we end this podcast, just again, we will not be back on Friday. We'll be here next Wednesday because of the bye weekend. So everybody can really enjoy some time off do something with your families i don't know and not spend time yelling at your tvs maybe maybe get healthy because that's what the saints are going to need to do over the next week and a half so we will be back next week john i really appreciate you joining us and talking to coach with me and everybody really just enjoy the bye weekend well as always i appreciate being here thanks for having me and um yeah let's everybody take a deep breath and get ready for the, the stretch run 